Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I wanna help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus, while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Sister friend, I am so excited. I think I say that every time I have a guest, but I really am excited. I am so excited to introduce to you my friend and fellow coach. So fun, right? God connects us in the most interesting, coolest ways. And she is another kingdom business coach. And I know you're going to be so blessed by not only her testimony, her story, but her tips, all of the fire that comes out of this woman. So Gail, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Heather. It is a blessing to be here. Yes. Okay. Well, let's just hash out. How did we actually connect? Because I always feel like that is the, the fun part, like to see God interweaving connecting his daughters and not just daughters, their sons too, but I love how he uses different things to connect us. Mm-hmm. Well, we, I, it was certainly in a Facebook group, pretty yep. sure it was kingdom calling. Yep. And um, just, I, I was a kingdom coach. I was looking for kingdom collaboration, kingdom women of uh, inspiration and um, watched you in there, just loved your post, just naturally was drawn to you. And then we connected. I think I invited you then into uh, a VIP backstage for one of my challenges. And you were so generous with your time and your, your tips and your heart for the women that I serve. And you just showed up so powerfully for them. And then you can, you've done that. And then, and then one day I was like, we only live two hours from each other. We have got to get together. And I think early on, Heather, do you remember in messenger, we went back and forth, you were on a walk and we went back and forth for literally probably an hour on messenger live, you know, like back and forth, just chatting with each other, getting to know each other, talking about, you know, where the Lord's leading us and our coaching businesses. And yeah. And then we have coffee in real life. In real life. We have actually met each other. I always say, I feel like I meet so many people online. I'm like, I can't wait to hug you. I can't wait to have coffee with you, dinner with you, dessert with something. And there, it really doesn't happen all the time. So yes, Gail and I live in the same state. We're about two hours away from each other. You just said a bunch of gold and actually kind of convicted me. So I just want to touch on this. You had said something about being in Facebook groups and how you observe people in the groups. And I think that's key. Let's just listen to that, that people are watching in Facebook groups, even though you make these posts and you might not think people are, and whether that's on your own personal social media or groups, uh, I just feel like you convicted me of, I, I, I want, I caught myself. I started to say, I need, um, I want to get active in some Facebook groups again, and just pouring out value, not 
you know, you can tell the difference between people trying to sell you real quick um, or really, truly pouring out value. And there are communities. Gail, you have one. We are part of other ones. I have one to get in, add value to these people's lives. People are paying attention and they want that. Um, And I think that's something that we can overlook because sometimes it seems mundane and like nobody sees, but hello, here we are. You know, Heather, you are going to so love this and it fits in so beautifully to this moment that God gave me this download yesterday and I won't go into all the backstory on it, but the deal is as business women online, so we're ministering in the marketplace as kingdom women, right? And when we show up authentically, that is the currency mm-hmm. of favor. And mm-hmm. so when you show up authentically, you naturally draw women to you. You naturally, it is favor personified when you show up authentically, you show up to serve, you show up to care, you show up to put your heart out there and God will always bless that because that's who he is, right? He wants us to show up authentically and be who we are, who he created us to be. And so there's like, that's the transaction. So in our, in the world today online, people are so inundated, overwhelmingly so with all the things. And so when you show up authentically, you're like, a bright light. You're a bright light. And so, uh, yeah, it's all, it's that, it's almost like the currency for transaction. Yeah. That is a quote. I have goosebumps. Authenticity. Authenticity is the currency of favor quote. You, you need to, you need to, yes, that well, it's from so the good. Lord. I give it, I give it to all of you go take it. Yes. It's from the Lord. I always pray before I'm like, Holy spirit, anoint our lips. That was anointed. That was anointed. That's so good. Yes. And when we show up as ourselves, not being somebody that we, we think we should be or need to be whatever we, we bless people. And so I don't know, but this is convicting to me because I don't, I don't spend as much time in Facebook groups anymore, especially with all the things that I have. But if I think about that, had I not done that, because I haven't done that in a long time, I haven't posted in other people's groups in a long time. But had I not done that, maybe we wouldn't have connected. So thank you for that conviction. Um, but tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, just tell us a little bit about Gail. Well, I am. So I'm a mother of three sons, I'm empty nest or sort of, but a couple of them are home now. I've been married to my husband, Eric, for 28 years. Um, we've known each other for about 30. He's a Pittsburgh, well, eerie Pittsburgh guy. And um, he's got a lot of family now you're out your way. Um, I grew up in a direct sales family. I was literally raised up in direct sales. I watched my father, my father, Heather, I am going next week into Texas for my father's 89th birthday. But what's so cool about this is that he was a a, a champion of women in direct sales. And we're going back a lot of years, right? If he's 89, we're going back a lot of years. This is when women were 100% homemakers, I mean, you were, you were radical if you worked out outside of the home way back then. And um, so these women stayed home with their children, but they wanted that they wanted to bless their families with income. So through whether it was encyclopedia sales, cosmetic sales, he championed women to be a great blessing in their home and believe that they could provide. And I watched that. I grew up under that. And um, so I've had an entrepreneurial spirit in me since, you know, lemonade stands and Girl Scout cookies, you know. And um, so I've always I did stay home with our boys. Um, and I but I had a thriving business, a direct sales business while doing it. My little guy, you'll love this because you have littles now. My little guy came home. Well, one of them. I don't remember which one. Sorry. Sorry, boys. But one of them came home with the beautiful art project right from school. 
And it was a picture of daddy and a picture of mommy. And the picture of daddy was a briefcase in his hand going off to work because that's what daddy did every morning, seven o'clock. Well, then there was the picture of, of mommy and a bowl of fruit on the table because I always have a bowl of fruit on the table. My, my mother always had a bowl of fruit on the table. All my sisters have a bowl of fruit on the table. But what was just so, my boys never really thought of me as working. Even with a multiple six-figure business, I was home. They didn't think of me as going away to work. And that was a, a value of mine because I wanted to do both. It wasn't always easy. Had to learn lots of things. Um, but yeah, that's been a big, you know, the industry of direct sales and network marketing was a big part of my journey. And then, you know, fast forward into coaching and I can get into more detail on that as we go yes. along. But yeah, I would love, well, that is so good. Uh, what, uh, I just want to, the, the Holy Spirit just said legacy. I just want to, um, honor you that that is the exact same thing that you're doing, Gail. You are championing women. You're championing them. Yes. I just heard legacy when you said that. And I thought you are carrying on the legacy that your father did. And I think you needed that little nugget today just to bless you. Wow. I'm so emotional about that. Thank you. Yeah. Legacy. That is your legacy. And how cool is it? You know, and we both know that network marketing gets such a negative uh, stigma in a lot of ways. And so you to have grown up in that, especially before it even became really popular, right? People didn't even know. Actually, it's funny. I joined a network marketing business in my twenties. I lived in Arizona. I was a teacher and I saw a woman and I had heard that she had this Mercedes SUV and it was paid for by a company. And I, you know, was taken to a party. I didn't even know the language. I had no clue what was happening. I didn't even know until about almost 10 years later when I became a mom and then got into network marketing. I said, oh, I went to a party and I signed up for that thing. I never sold anything of it. Um, I was the girl who signed up and never did anything, but I don't even talk about that part of my story. I didn't even know what it was. And so, uh, but network marketing can be such a blessing. Oh, so incredible. You know, it's so interesting. The, um, I actually cried out to the Lord about five years ago. I was in, I, I had a big run in direct sales. That company closed their doors and I thought I was done. We have a brick and mortar business, wedding venue, tavern. I was like, okay, Lord, thank you for taking this off of my plate. Uh, fast forward, I won't even, I won't, you know, I, I joined a network marketing company, had a very powerful, radical health change in my life, emotionally, physically. So I, I had to join, right? One of those things. So I jump in, um, fast forward, I, the Lord kept showing me uh, all of these Christian women in the industry struggling mm. over and over. And I was like, Lord, why does the enemy have such a foothold in this industry? There's so much power here. There's so much of you here. Why are so many of these women struggling and embarrassed and ashamed and second-class career? And why? And the Lord said, because this industry is founded on biblical principles, community, personal development, we're called to transform, servant leadership, multiplication, prosperity. I mean, it just goes on. Right. And so he's showing me this. And I thought, I just, I felt this fire Heather in me, just like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be the foundation of my Christian coaching program Mm -hmm. is helping women to build their business on kingdom values. And what you have, have planned, you know, you, I really attribute, and I'm going to just, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you in in this way, but your heart for collaboration 
your un, your uh, your heart for there is no competition in the kingdom. You standing on that truth and and letting that be a value and personifying that gave me freedom to break through my fears of collaborating with other kingdom coaches. And now look what God has done. I mean, my business has radically accelerated strictly because I gave up the fear of collaborating with other industry leaders and, and, and top coaches in the industry and said, no, we can all be little speckles of light. Or we can come together and take those little speckles of light and bring them together and be a great big light and redeem this industry for the Lord. And I see him moving so powerfully. So it's, um, it's so exciting and it's not easy. It's, it's, um, but God keeps saying, Gail, I'm not betting on you. I'm betting on my power working through you. And I'm like, oh. amen. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. To exhale. Yes. Collaboration is kingdom, yes. right? We think about the body of Christ. We're not meant to be the head and the arm and the toes and the, like all the things like that's the whole point. And yes. let me just be totally transparent. Yes. I have my moments. Where I like have to check my, my soul and my spirit and wait, like my spirit saying, no, this is okay. My soul and my flesh are like, why is she, you know, she's stepping on my toes. She's serving my people or, and then the Lord is like simmer down now. And, and also too, Gail, like if we really are doing our job discipling, because that's really what it, let's just boil it down to the basics. We're discipling. We are. Isn't the whole point of discipling to disciple other disciples, like to teach other people how to disciple? And so the Lord shifted my perspective, even in that whole um, competition that, wait a second, Heather, you actually did what I asked you to do, which now started her to start talking about kingdom and God in her business. So a lot of the women I work with, they don't, they, they, they're afraid to tie that in. And then they start to tie it in. And then I'm like, wait, you're taking mine. I just had a client the other day say, Hey, I'm going to start coaching on, it's just like, I'm going to leave this, like specific niche. And I'm just, I want to start coaching Christian business owners. I was like, that's what I do. (laughs) And the Lord had to check me and be like, you did your well done. Yes. So, and we we know God is the God of abundance. His nature is abundance Yes, that, that no one can ever take all that he has for you. It can never be taken from you. It can never be taken from you. And when we really believe that, like, it's one thing to say it, it's another thing yeah. to live it. Exactly. You are, yeah, I, I just love you in your heart. Okay. So tell us, so you, you grew up in network marketing, you, you have these successful businesses. You kind of thought I'm done. Hmm, I've been there. Right. <laughs> and then he's like, wait a second. I'm going to call you back to it. What led you to coaching? Because so many women listening to this can resonate with what you're saying there. It's a very, like, we have similar stories too. I think that's why we connected and we were just like, oh yes, I get it. Um, but you have really specifically kind of honed in niche down on you are helping network marketers be kingdom minded um, and helping them. Tell us a little bit about getting from the being like working in the network marketing profession to working with them. Yeah, because so I was literally uh, in church. I had been so I think many women in network marketing are called to coaching. And quite honestly, they are coaches. Say it again. Say it again. Say you are you are a coach if you're recruit if you're recruiting in network marketing direct sales and you have a you have one person you are coaching them yes. to do what you did last month. Yes, you know you know you only need to be one chapter ahead. You don't have to be light years ahead, right? So one chapter ahead, one month ahead, you're helping her, you're coaching her. So 
we have, we are natural coaches in the industry. Now, um, people would say, Gail, you should be a life coach. You should be a life coach. You know, we're going back some years now, right? I'm 55. I got years on you, Heather. And so, the, um, and I would think nothing's making my spirit leap about that. Mm. Nothing's making my spirit leap about that. Sitting in church one day, some years ago, and I literally heard the Lord say, and I, I was not looking for another thing to do. Uh, we had our brick and mortar business. The boys were in high school, very active, all the things, right? And I heard the Lord say, Christian, life coaching. And my spirit leapt. Mm. And I knew at that moment, there was absolutely no doubt that is exactly what I was going to do. It, was, it wasn't, did I just hear the Lord say that? No, it was not only did I hear it, this is what I'm going to go, I'm going to go pursue. So walking out in the parking lot, I turned to my husband who is, you know, usually like, oh, great, here we go. Another one of our ideas. And so I turned to my husband, I said, you're not going to believe what just happened to me in church. He says, what? And I told him, this is what I heard. And he looked at me and he said, it's perfect. It's a coming together of everything about you. But I, because I had said, I, but Christian coaching for women in, in network marketing, I thought God was asking me to close the door on my, on my network marketing business, therefore close the door on my experience in network marketing. And, and I wasn't getting a green light. And finally he was like, uh, girl, I don't want you to leave the industry. I just want you to stop being active, selling and recruiting so that you can just focus on coaching women to build their business on kingdom values. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be so fun. And I even niched, you know, with lots of coaching help, mentoring help in the kingdom mindsets. I, I really had help even niching. So really my niche, Heather, is women over 50. Mm-hmm. My average clients have been in the industry over 10 years, but they want to build on kingdom values. So, um, yeah, it's, it's so fun. It's so fun. I love it. I love it. And we have to be willing to, you know, I would say, give me eyes to see, ears to hear. There's that last part though, and a heart to obey. And so you, you said like, I hear you. I hear you. God gave you a vision for it. And then you're like, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what, so you kind of told us a little bit about your, your, your woman, your, your girl, she is, you said 50 or over. She's been in the network marketing profession. Um, and she wants to build her business on kingdom principles. Yeah. Do you love it? I love it. You know, I was a closet Christian. Mm. And this makes me really emotional. I've been a believer for many, many years. Love the Lord for many, many years. I can go back. I'm a journaler. I can go back in my journals when my boys were little. Heart pouring out to the Lord. But the Lord was over here in my prayer time and at church and at Bible study and my business and everything else was over here. And I used God as a consultant in my business because he is clearly too busy to be dealing with the little things going on in my business. So I needed to work, 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 strive, 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 and struggle, struggle, struggle. And then when I got to the end of my rope, throw, throw up the flag, (laughs) Lord, here I am calling out to you. I'm desperate. And I realized that, no, he wants to be immersed 
evolved, sought after for every waking moment, everything to be a part of. This is what he gave me one day, Heather, and I say it all the time, and I want everyone to say it with him, for him, and because of him. With him, for him, and because of him. Everything I do in my marriage, in my business, with him, for him, and because of him. This day, with him, for him, and because of him, in my health. Okay, so um, That's I'm, good. This, I'm this closet Christian in my business. And part of it was because I watched, I wasn't, I didn't really grow up in church and I watched people who were labeling themselves as Christian Mm. being human Mm. and it didn't always look so attractive. And I kind of scratched my head and be like, Lord, really, this is what you want. So I think I'm just going to be real quiet about this Christian thing. There's going to be no fish on my car but I am going to love you and I'm going to go try to be the best wife, mother, and businesswoman that I can be. But what happened when I discovered a kingdom perspective, it was like I had a religious mindset and I had to check all the boxes to make sure I was being a good Christian girl. But when I discovered the kingdom mindset, it was like, I got radical freedom and everything was about Jesus. Jesus, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to grow? Who do you want me to serve? How do you want me to multiply? How do you want me to prosper and overflow? How do you want me to build wealth so I can, I can bless and have money coming out of my pocket so I can bless others? How do you want me to break off fear? And so it all just became with him, for him, and because of him. So I literally went from this like fear-based uh, you know, um, checking the boxes. Am I worthy today, Lord? I didn't really say that, but that's what I was really doing. Have I done enough today, Lord? Fallen into bed, exhausted, completely addicted to B-U-S-Y. Addicted. I had the badge on my chest. I walked around. Oh, I'm so busy. Oh, it's so busy. Oh, it's so busy today. Oh, it's so busy yesterday. Oh, we're going to be so busy this weekend. Oh, so busy. Got to go. Got to go. Got to go. Never really even present with the people I was with because I was, I had to get to the next thing. I was going to be late. And he just has slowed me down. Um, yeah. So good. Closet Christian to yeah. hold, sharing, joy filled. Yes, I love it. <laughs> when you said you don't need a fish on your car, that took me a second. I was like, oh, you mean the sticker, like the bumper, <laughs> like the little sticker. I was like, yes, yes. but let's just, oh, and I, listen, the Holy Spirit just gives me little words of wisdom. And he yeah. said, you don't need a fish on your car when you have his love in your heart. Amen. Amen. Isn't that the whole goal, right? God says that like when we, oh, like we could really, Part of my heart is to oversimplify this journey. Um, I can resonate so much with what you said. Have I done enough today? Am I worthy enough? You know, are you going to bless me? Did I did I make you proud? And there, there that can get really dangerous, right? When we when we determine God's love for us off of what we do for Him right. and what He gives us. Can I be totally transparent? I journaled about this not too long ago. Lord, I am sorry for really defining your love for me off of what you do for me. Or have I I done enough? Have I made you proud? Do do you want to bless me more? Right. And we can get totally in that workspace. But when we have the love, the true, genuine love, like God is love. Literally, he's the definition of love. And I think life is a journey to understand what does that actually mean? Yeah. How do we experience more of him? Yeah. Because that's what the God says. Love God 
and love others like you love yourself. That's like that whole trifecta there. Do you, do you love God? And in order to give love, we have to receive it. Right. And then in order to give love to other people, right. It's that whole, like, it's that perfect mixture of weight. God is love. He loves me, not based off what I do. Like he's not going to love me any more tomorrow than he does today. But when we truly I'll say you don't need a fish on your car when you have his love in your heart because you ooze it. And that is what you do, Gail. You ooze the love and the joy. I just feel like you ooze the fruit. And how, hello, you said you have a fruit bowl on your table. Like when I think of you, I think of joy. I think of peace. I think of the fruit of the spirit. Well, can I please, you know, if, if you're out there listening and you're thinking, how, how did you get to that place, Gail? Mm-hmm. How did you get to a place? Because believe me, every day is not you know, tiptoeing through the roses, right? But how did you get to a place where most of it is joy? Most of it is peace. Yes. I still struggle. Yes. I still stray. Yes. The Holy spirit has to tug, tug, tug on me to pull me back, convict me. And you know, like, thank you, Jesus for that conviction. I used to be so ashamed of it. Now I just want to fall on my knees in gratitude because I know the growth is there, but, um, you know, it's about, I want everyone to picture plugging in. I'll, plugging in. And I have to plug in every morning. I literally hear the Lord say to me, Gail, are you going to come make me first this morning? Mm. And it is the most humbling part of my day because my nature is to get up, let the dogs out, make the coffee, open that phone, go straight to the messages, texts, emails, get answering. Cause girl, I want to get it done. I want to check, 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 check. I want by eight o'clock to be like, woohoo, I got lunch done already. And so, um, I have to wrestle those urges. I want to open the calendar, line it all up. What do I got to do today? I have to wrestle all those urges and say, no, God, you are first. You told me to honor you first, to seek you first. I'm going to sit and I'm going to listen. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to worship. I'm not going to look up scripture that will come after. I'm going to listen to you. And so plugging into that trust, I know you are speaking to me. It doesn't matter if you speak right now. It, you, you will speak. You will speak through my husband, through a friend, through a Facebook post, through a client, through a driving down the road moment. You will speak to me because that's who you are. So I'm just going to listen. And it is, it is 100% a result of that morning discipline that has borne more fruit in my life than anything else. It's because I'm saying you're first. And, and, and looking back, it's kind of like, well, I feel like God's kind of almost laughing going, oh yeah, I've been telling you that for a really long time. All you have to do is make me first, honor me first, seek me first. And guess what? The rest is yours. But I'm like, oh no, that's clearly too simple, Lord. I clearly have to do a bunch of other things first. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. We overcomplicate it because yeah. we live in a world that says you have to do more to get more. You have yes. to do more to earn it. I was sharing this with George the other day saying we live in a world, like even in sales, right? You help more people, you get more money, you do something else. The pat on your back is what you get. And God does want to satisfy us just with him. So you said that you listen to him and you said, I don't, I don't ask for anything. I don't, I, I, I just sit and listen. 
I would love for you to paint a picture of what does that actually look like, Gail? Because I, I, I know what that looks like for me. And I know there are listeners that like, what do you mean? Tell us what you mean. So I, so the Lord gave me, there's a, the miracle morning. Many of you may know it by Hal Elrod. God totally tricked me. The whole reason why I bought that book was because he, he interviewed millionaires asking them, um, I wanted to succeed. And I used to be, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day, but I used to be ashamed of my desire to succeed. Mm -hmm. I used to be ashamed of my desire to have more. I used to be ashamed of my desire to, um, want to level up. And the Holy Spirit had to come really convict me on that. So, but let's go back to how Elrod in the Miracle Morning. So how basically interviewed, I don't know, hundreds of millionaires and asked, what are the key? He, how believed and knew from his own life experience that it was how he started his day. Mm-hmm. The consistent things that he did, that was the game changer. So he wanted to interview all of these others. So basically he found six things. Now I practiced those. I bought the book. I practiced them for six months with, without fail. I, I didn't want to do it. There were many mornings I, I got up an hour earlier than normal. I didn't want to get up an hour earlier than normal. I fought it, all the things. I had accountability friends. We were sending each other little green check emojis. But then at about six months, the Lord said, now make it all about me. I want you to take these six steps. And I, I literally pictured like taking the six steps and dunking them into a Holy Spirit pool and just immersing it and making it all about God. How can I make this drip the Lord? And so I, I, I've altered the six steps for me. And then some months later, uh, the Lord asked me to share it with women in the form of a challenge. And I was like, uh-uh, I can't do that. So anyway, um, but what it looks like is I have a, I have a chair, I have a spot. And I do believe it's very important that we, especially as women, in our home, there is a spot. If it's your yes. prayer closet, if it's your chair, it is a spot that is nurturing to you, life-giving to you. I have a candle there. I have my journal there. I have a couple different, few different Bibles there, a few different devotionals there, journals there. Um, in the, this time of year, I'll clip something from the yard and put little flowers there. It is a place that I just want to wake up and run to. And I sit and I get this little guy out and I turn the timer on for 10 minutes. And there are times, my, my brain will go, the goal is not to stop this monkey mind because that's futile. You know, the goal is to just keep returning to the Lord, keep mm-hmm. returning to the Lord. And that's why it's so humbling because this, the more this thing races, the more I realize how desperately I need to be doing this. So I sit and I, I will say, sometimes I will repeat, I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Lord. And it is just a bold act of declarative, um, promise over my life that he is speaking his sheep will know his voice he longs to speak to us and it is my um people like to use the word affirmation i like to use the word declaration because it's his word i declare it over my life and i say he lord i hear you i hear you and i say it with joy i hear you and it doesn't matter if he speaks then it doesn't matter if he speaks a little bit later when i journal it doesn't matter if he speaks in a week, he's speaking. And so I, I literally sit. And then I go on with the rest of the steps, which is scripture, <clears throat> journaling, reading. And the, at the very end is my calendar, because that's what I want first. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And at the end, it's just asking him, Lord, what do you, what are your priorities for me today? What is most important that you want me to do today? Mm-hmm. It's so humbling, Heather, because sometimes it will be like, oh, I didn't know you were going to bring that up. Really? I got to work on that today, you know? Um, so I just trust him to intimately speak into my life, my business, my marriage, my health. I love that. I refer to that as goals with God, right? He cares yes. about your business, but there's other areas of our life. A lot of the times that are impacting our business. They're kind of like the hidden elephant in the room. And he's like, let's, let's talk about your, whatever it is, your health, your finances, your marriage. Um, so Gail, what I, I want to just make sure, cause I, I know a lot of women, when I share those things, like I heard the Lord, they're like, what? Like you heard him audibly. Or when you say like, you really sit in silence. So you set a timer. Yes. And you train your brain to go back to him. You use the power of your words to declare what you want, what you write, that you hear him. I hear you. And the key that I think that you shared was that it's not always do this, get that right in the moment, right? It's not the ma- microwave. I'm no. going to do this so that I can hear God. And he tells no. me what it is. You are also aware of hearing him yes. other places. And so what I heard you say is you're sowing seeds in the morning, yes. sowing seeds to hear his voice Honoring him. and knowing that when I sow these seeds in the morning for these 10 minutes of the flesh, the soul and the spirit, you were like, all right, flesh. All right. soul, sit down, be quiet. We're trying okay. to get in tune with the Lord yeah. here. Yeah. And you are expectant yes. of hearing whatever he wants to share with you, whether it's in that moment, because I'm sure there are moments where it's like, thank you, Lord. It's right now. There are moments when it's hours later, maybe moments when it's weeks later, months later, years later, but that it's the discipline of sowing seeds. Yes. And, and honoring him first and saying that, um, Lord, you know, sometimes Maranatha come Lord Jesus, you know, but it is, it is knowing that he is, he is speaking. He is speaking to us. And so that speaking can look like he got, he'll guide me to a scripture. One day he took me into Acts. Girls, I don't read Acts. I don't know why. I don't, please forgive me, Lord. I don't That's the best. That's where the Holy Spirit. Right? So I'm just being real, right? So, you know, that is not where I would normally go. I'm going to go to the Psalms. I'm going to go to the Proverbs. I'm going to go to Galatians, Ephesians. I'm going to go to Jeremiah. I'm going to go... And he takes me to Acts 22, two. And, you know, I'm like, oh, woohoo. It was like, oh my gosh. So how, what do I mean by he, he, he spoke to me there. I didn't go to Acts 22, two. It's not, it was not on my radar to go to Acts 22, two. He took me to Acts 22, two, but what was there? How do I know it was him? Because what was there was huge. And so of course it was him. You know, um, so yeah, honoring him first, understanding that in, it's in the listening mm-hmm. that, because I want, I want to guide the scripture. I want to guide the praise. I want to guide the prayer. And it's making about me still first. Mm. I'm still leading it. I know what to pray for this morning. I know what scripture to go read. I know what devotional I need to open. And it's just surrendering to all of that and saying, you know what? I don't know. I don't even know what scripture to go to. I don't even know what devotional to read. I don't even know what to pray for. I think that I do. But you, I'm going to sit 
and be quiet and know that you're speaking because in that space that I'm making for you, you will direct me. So good. Yep. And you said, you said it, it's surrendering. It is surrendering what you think you need, what you think you want, what you think he wants maybe, right? It's that daily surrender. Surrender was my word for 2021. I was real happy when that was over. Um, (laughs) But no, really, honestly, our whole life is a life of surrender. Gail, you are so full of wisdom. And I know you had mentioned that your kind of your, your woman is 50 plus, but you have blessed me so much getting to know you. I follow you on social. I love what you share. And so I want to encourage I have some listeners that are in that age bracket for sure, but those that are not go connect with Gail. I would ask you two things. One, what is your final word for the woman? You know, you've been down this path, you've changed careers, you've changed directions. And I love the with him for him. And because of him, what can you share with a woman that's not quite where she wants to be yet? How can you encourage her heart to keep going? Actually, just to, <clears throat> excuse me, to know that you're exactly where God wants you to be. Mm. And so, you know, a lot of times we think that we're not where we want to be. Well, really, we're never really where we want to be, but we're always where God wants us to be. There is something here to learn and to do. Once you accept that, sometimes when we're, we're looking down and feeling discouraged and feeling, I don't know, we're seeing so little. Mm-hmm. And that morning time is about, God hugging me, holding me, reminding me. And when I take that step to say, oh my gosh, God, I might not be where I want to be, but you're, you are here with me now. So this is perfectly where I'm supposed to be. And when we take on that mindset, it's like, I feel like the Lord puts his fingers under our chin and lifts our eyes because we get our eyes down, discouraged, Mm -hmm. fixated on problems, you know, and he lifts our eyes up. Here I am. And here's all your provision. Here's everything you need. Here are the resources. Here are the collaborations. Here's everything up here. Quit looking down, you know? And um, so just to know that God loves you exactly where you are and he has a plan for you and it's beautiful. So look up to the source and all that he has for you. Because once we take that step of faith, everything opens. So good. So good. And then my last question is where can my girls find you? All right. So I have, well, I have a podcast kingdom dream chasers. Um, also have a Facebook group. Um, it is called kingdom solutions for women of faith and network marketing. Um, I do free things and well, they're both free, right? Do free things in both places. And, um, yeah. And I just have Heather, I just launched a coaching app. What? <clears throat> just launched a coaching app. So I just had, I did a pre-launch for my paid members. So they're kind of helping me navigate it and work out the kinks. Um, and I'll launch it in my group this coming Wednesday officially. Um, but yeah, that was another thing. The Lord, um, a coach said, oh, what about an app? And I'm like, oh, no, thank you. Not interested. And then the Lord was like, hmm. Ah, so it's exciting, exciting, exciting times. With him, for him, for him, and because of him. So good. Gail, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for the wisdom that you share. And thank you for being a light for all of us and for the kingdom. Thank you so much, Heather. And thank you to you. I just, you have been such a gift in my life and blessings over that beautiful family of yours and your beautiful business. And thank you. Thank you. 